Yo, check it out. It's Counter Currents, episode number... 17. Yeah, I knew she'd get it right. And we're here with my man's special guest. Andrew Cook. Boom! Hello. And number 17 was Elena Torres, and I'm your host, Petey Steele. And we are Counter Currents. What's good, Cook? How you been, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. No complaints. Things are good. Yeah, you was hosting the draft house this weekend, right? Yeah, I was opening for O'Flanagan. Okay, uh, that was—he's uh, super fucking funny. Um, he's one of my favorites. Um, so that was uh, that was a lot of fun. He was the guy from American Vandal, right? Yeah, he, he played was like the teacher. The teacher. Yeah, he was so funny. In that. Yeah, he's got a Comedy Central half hour coming out in the end of October. That's going to be so funny. He did that. All that material at Hunt last time he was here, and I was dying laughing. I remember. I was like, there that night, but last year when he was here, it was cracking super up, funny. Just crazy funny. So, And he was doing all new stuff, so I was real pumped to see him again. Were you aiming to open for him, and did you ask for it, or was it just kind of like divine? I did, wa- I did want to. Uh, I asked for it. Yeah. I wanted to. Um, it's the only. The only I, I only asked like, uh, when I'm really into somebody. Right. And I, was, I laughed the hardest at his set at Hunt. Probably more than I'd laughed in like two years. Like I was, and I watched all four sets, and I was cracked up every single time. Like it never got old. It never got to the point where I was like, "Oh right, this one." Right. Uh, still, he just is such a good performer. Right. They're so funny. So I asked, and it was a lot of fun. You know, that's a mark of a true one of the marks of a truly great joke when you already know the punchline, you're expecting it, and you yeah, still, it's still funny. Yeah, find it funny, and then you'll still go tell it to a million people. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. He's got like a couple jokes that I really like telling to people. Um, but his, my favorite of his jokes, I'm like, I can't tell it, Do which it I also think is a mark of a really good joke. Is if you can't tell the joke even close to how like you know because a well-written joke there's a lot of those like mm-hmm. and, and i like a good well-written joke i'm not knocking them but like a joke where you have to see the guy do it that's like an awesome joke because that means it's necessary for that guy to tell you the joke sure and he's got a couple of those that are just sweet and it's just, the imagery of him like the facial expressions it's and just body all the language. little yeah it's all the little things it's how he phrase like the little turns of phrase that he throws in that you kind of just you, you know unless you memorized it top to bottom you couldn't do and even if you did memorize it you wouldn't there's something about him doing it that's f- the funniest thing like the per he looks like he does he talks like he does um so those are like you know like nor like norm mcdonald's got a lot of those jokes where you like uh him telling the joke is way funnier than i could ever tell it not because you know i can tell a lot of comics jokes fine but like when you see norm mcdonald tell a joke and you try to tell the same joke it's like ah this isn't he ah shit he did it better he was funnier (laughs) right which this brings up a funny thing that i actually i talked to my husband about all the time sort of like the stage presence versus writing yeah. angle. And, I mean, obviously the best comedians have both. Right. But he's very much a believer in that stage presence is what makes the comedian. And sort of what you're talking about, the performance is what makes the comedian. And yeah. I'm a little bit more on the side where, like, writing... Because I feel like performance, a lot of it you can learn. I mean, you can't writing. do away with any one part of it but see I actually feel the other way from the amount of comedy I've watched my opinion is that 
what people can learn how to do is write a joke. Really? Okay. That's easier to do. Learning how to write a joke, it's it's a pretty structured system. There's, you know, setup or premise, setup, punchline. Right. That's the th- way to go about it. There's even a cadence, a set kind of cadence to jokes that you can learn how to just talk like that. Performing very well, I've seen very few people go from being awful at it to being good at it. That I've seen more people get good at writing jokes than I have good at performing jokes. See, I feel the opposite. I feel like I've seen, especially in DC comedy, I feel like I've seen a lot of comedians get so much more comfortable on stage and so much better at performing. But sometimes just the writing is not there. Well, and I feel like a lot of the writing, like, yes, what you're saying is true, like premise, setup, punchline. I guess I probably don't count people who have badly written jokes and just get better at performing those jokes. Right. I don't count that as, oh, you got really good at performing. Right. I count that as like, yeah, you're trying to sell this shitty joke by doing everything you can. Right. It doesn't make it a good joke. But, right. But like, if you're talking about two good jokes, one's performed really well and one's written really well, which do I think, like, will mean that that person's got more ability? I think uh, someone who... uh is a great performer mm-hmm. already. You, like you'll learn how to write jokes. Mm-hmm. If somebody's just like, "Oh, that's a really good joke," and they're just fucking awful on stage, I'm like, "You might figure it out." I don't know. Uh, you know, I agree with you, and and that's on the point of what I'm always saying is how the best comics are more made, or sorry, more born than made. I mean, in yeah. terms of the delivery and the pizzazz and charisma, like. There's some shit you couldn't teach some people that could learn to write a fucking joke. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the other thing about stand-up is that, like, you know, there are writing jobs right, it, that you can get, but no one needs to ever hear you say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't make it better for you to tell a good joke shittily. Right. There's no need for you to be a performer. If you're going to be a performer... Perform, right? Do a thing, right? And there are a lot of comics that I see that I'm like, you would make, if I had to like throw together a writing staff, you're top of the list. You're a great writer. You are so bad at performing, I can't even believe it that you mm-hmm. are doing it. Like, try to be a writer. Yeah. Like that's what you should be trying to do. And the whole whole idea that you're, you you have something that's a performance piece is you don't. You're just re- you might as well have just. Have a screen show, a, a slide screen of just like yeah. your tweets. That's like, yeah, just just say, go up there and say, follow me on Twitter, and then get off stage because <laughs> that's a funnier way to interact with your material. Yeah, I mean, I can't crush Twitter the way some of these comedic. Writers oh, certainly, can. I'm not a I'm not a Twitter person, I, and my my style doesn't really translate very well where I'm at to Twitter and some people I'm like wow that's you're so good at that and so you know the the some of my favorite comics are really good at tweeting and then they're mm-hmm. it's funnier when they do it on stage because mm-hmm. uh, they have a performance element to their material but I see so many people that are just like oh that's a good tweet that you're now saying out loud for some reason right. I don't know why <laughs> you know it's it's like somebody painting a picture and then 
describing it on stage for you. It's like I you just it's already good in the one format it is. You're not, you're not like, oh wow, beautiful when you say it monotonously at me. Right. Yeah, but I feel like really, really great writing. Especially now that I've in comedy been in comedy for the time that I've been in comedy and watched so much. Like great writing has that element of surprise. Like when you're surprised in comedy I don't know. To me, that those are the best laughs, right? Sure. When it's just something that you just so don't expect. You want a good turn. You want a good... Right. And that's that's great writing. And I feel like a lot of the... St- maybe it's the theater school person in me, but a lot of the performance stuff, like, you can learn how to, like, talk to an audience, how to go, to, kind of go bigger and how to do that. But, like, really take that element of surprise and get people like that. I mean, that's really hard. I don't know. I still disagree with you. I still think it's harder to I think it's harder for somebody to learn how to be uh, you know, maybe for people who are already prone to want to do comedy, I think that's a demarcation of people who like like to be in the spotlight a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe you're already dealing with kind of theater kids more or less who could be taught lessons. Although I know most comics refuse to learn most newer comics. I think that's the biggest. If I could see like a, a generational reason, shift or, or like a reason why someone doesn't move up to another level. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest reason I would say is like just refusing to learn from your mistakes and the response you're getting. You're like, no, I'm sticking to this. Right. I'm Keeping doing this no matter what. And you're like, well, what are you what? What is the point of all these mics you're doing? Yeah, you're like, oh no, 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 better. this is funny, and it's like, well, then just don't go out, keep writing that type of material, and if it's that funny, you should just be sauntering your way onto huge shows with an hour and a half of material, but you're just doing the same fucking ten minutes that doesn't work for reasons that you should be working on figuring out why it's not hitting. Why is that not working? What am I saying? How am I? Am I saying it wrong? Am I? Is it not? tight enough is my character bothersome to people like mm-hmm. do people not like me and yeah. people are like no i'm just doing it the way i've been doing it like, okay that's sure maybe in, that'll in work some out. places it works you know there's lower circuits for you know people like that that you know they could keep shuffling around doing laps and that's cool but if yeah. you want to level up, like you say, you gotta you know take your own shit into account. And say, but people just have the like the, the wrong idea, I think, about a lot of their like comedy heroes. Like a lot of people are like, you know, oh yeah, uh, Mitch Hedberg. He just you know he just did the the thing that he thought was funny the whole time. It's like no, he didn't. No, he worked really hard and got more and more nuance. Like even if you just listen to Hedberg's like albums, you're like, oh, you learned a lot right in between. The, releasing those two albums like exactly you're still working and that character developed to make the writing that he was doing if you look at like early Hedberg stuff it's not the same right it's not the same thing or like Stephen Wright everyone's like yeah no he's just great one-liner guy and he just kept on doing it it's like no he was doing a performance mm-hmm. that's like he's sort of like that in person but not Really? Yeah, I mean, it is exacerbating exaggeration of their character. And the thing to remember about any of your heroes is you're not with them every waking moment. 
Right. You, you have think... a couple good inspirational quotes. You see a special here and there, and that's them at their A game. They cut shit out of Richard Pryor's uh, Sunset Strip. They yeah. bombed two nights in a row yeah. for that thing, and then they had to muddle shit together in order to make it a special. But you just, you yeah, you think like, no, you, you make up the version of the, of, sure, people that you want to be true. And it's like, it's not true of any of these guys. Like, no. it's just not. And to the extent that it is, that will happen to you as well if you work as hard as they did. Oh, yeah. Um, but you're not. And, and you know, the idea that just like, oh, no, an audience will catch up to me is like, why do you think that? Especially mm-hmm. now. Especially now when there's Netflix is releasing specials fucking at midnight and noon, like every yeah. day. Yeah. Like there's like two yeah. shifts. It's like, why do you think the audience is going to like, you're going to create such a groundswell yeah. of grassroots comedy fan base that they're now, now I'm going to be a superstar. Like, that's not how it happens. You got to work hard and you got to push yourself into positions that you you might be like, I don't know if that's going to work, but it's like just different than what you're doing. And, oh, that got, did that go better or worse? You're like constantly, you're doing a bunch of yes, no, like puzzle answers <coughs> to try to get to a level where you're getting more work and you're getting more opportunities. And so many people are like, nah, they'll figure it out. The The crowd will figure it out. It's like, I don't think they're going to. I think right. they're getting a ton of content shoved at them constantly. Totally. And the thing that makes them a fan is that it's so well worked and so well written and so well performed. And that's still, you're still like, you're like a 30, 70 chance of being even somewhat well known, even if you get to that level. So it bothers me when people are just like, no, 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 this is, I like it. Like, I don't, if you like it, just stand in a mirror and do your set. Right. If it's for you, do that. Is it for the 60 people who showed up at this show? Well, maybe you should care what they think. Right. Which brings me to another question. With it, comedian to comedian, how do you feel about giving newer comics advi- advice? Do you wait till they ask you? Or if you see something happen to you that's obvious, how do you feel about going up to them? Or how do you feel when someone comes up to you and gives you unsolicited advice? Or do you ask? Like, how do you feel about that I subject? always appreciated advice I got. I always... Same, same thing I feel like when someone comes up to you after a show and they're like, oh, you were really funny. Right. I always appreciated that because I know how much I would have to like someone to do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> which totally. I'd have to really like them. Totally. I would never go up to somebody, even if if they were just good, I'd be like, right. I'm not going to talk to <laughs> some right, stranger. you don't remember them enough anyway. But even still, yeah. I'm like, st- I like don't go up to people. I'm not trying to start a conversation. Right. Like, I'll go up to somebody if I really like them. And I always appreciated that, and I always kind of thought like, oh, okay, that means they did really like me. That's mm-hmm. cool. Same thing with advice is if you come up to me with advice, I always think like you didn't have to. You're going out of your way. So I'm certainly going to at least listen to it. Um, You know, and I've gotten I would say mostly. Mostly bad advice, probably (laughs) like uh, if you put it all together, it's like I mostly was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Right. But I've gotten great advice that people have come up with and the way I kind of go about it 
is generally for me to give somebody advice. If somebody asks me, I will give them advice. Right. Um, and I'll give them the best advice that I can. Um, but if I see somebody, it's really for me, it's only bits. If I see somebody do a bit that I like, like I'm like, oh, fuck, that's so good. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing it wrong. Like that you should do it like this. Or you're mm-hmm. stretching it or this is this the punch is here, you should move that up, then tag out towards the end. Like if I think there's a better way to structure a bit that I really like, and the only reason I would say it is because I think that joke is so good that it should be told the best it can be told. That's when I'll go up to somebody. And that's really it. I mean, other than that, I kind of, I generally feel about comedy that most of it you have to figure out by yourself. Yeah, I agree with that. You have to, like, I, there's not much I can tell somebody that'll make them like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. That'll be, that's the trick. It's like, there's not one thing. It's a lot of little things that you put together in your own head and nights where you're just sitting there after a bad set, and you're like, what the fuck did I do wrong? And, and like, that's, that's just something that's true to you. I'll I'll never be able to answer that question for you. Right. So there's, there's not much I can do. I've told that. some comics, like, I'm sorry, but the answer is you're just going to have to keep sucking. Because, yeah. And that sounds hard, but, like, I don't want to give false encouragement either if I really think somebody's that bad. Now, I have given out advice to other people that I thought had a shot, and if I could think of some very specific one or two things they could do to doctor a bit and say try that and see if it works no guarantees i'm not telling you because also i don't have your voice so like yeah the same way you don't have mine like you're telling me oh yeah throw this and this will be great sometimes that works and sometimes it can happen from the damnedest places but then some most of the time that's not true. i don't mind giving tags to <clears throat> friends I don't mind doing that, and that's if something strikes me, and that normally is like, and I've gotten, I've people have given me a couple of tags, and I think I've used one or two. Um, Summers gave me a tag recently that uh, that I used, and I'm, it's like a great, such a funny tag to a bit that I I really wanted to work, um, and it's that was the tag was just enough. There was this lull. In the joke. Yeah. And that tag just got me just one more little pop to get me to the part that I'm like, oh, now it's now it's going. So I like giving friends tags. I don't tend to give new comics tags because I don't. I, one, I'm I'm not writing the joke for you. Right. And so that's up to you. I will give them structural advice. Like, you should do this here and say mm-hmm. it like that. But <clears throat> as far as... uh. As far as advice goes about doing comedy, the the only advice I I w- will readily give to newer comics is if you just work really hard and get good, mm-hmm. you, you will at a certain like this isn't true at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of really good comics who you know don't have management, don't have agents, don't have you know can't quite get to that next level mm-hmm. because there's a lot of good comics and that requires you have to like work proactively to get yourself that next that next level mm-hmm. but as far as like going from starting comedy to how do I get 
on shows or how do I get noticed by places I want to work at and, you know, stuff like that. It, honestly, just keep your head down and work really hard. You will not go unnoticed in, you know, a small uh, like a, a scene, like New York. I don't know. Me, I, I actually I don't believe that either. If you would just really work hard and get good and start getting good results on shows, people are going to notice. Oh you. yeah, you're not going to like you're not going to like keep going. You're like, man, I'm really doing well, and no one will book me. Yeah. That doesn't happen. You will be reinforced. What positively. people what people want is they want to suck and still get stuff. Yeah, that's to, a for problem. an ego, <laughs> and it's like, well, that's not that's not helpful to anybody involved. No, it's not helpful to you because you're thinking like, oh, I'm already good. No, you're not, mm-hmm. and it's not helpful to anyone who books shows. Like people, like, hey, can you talk to some so and so about putting me on whatever show? I'm like, no, yeah, I'm <laughs> no. You I, can. You go up and tell them, hey, I got yeah, some you, shit. Yeah, you, if you are See that confident, happens. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from what I remember the last time I saw you, n- no, because you, you also, you know, for comics who do this regularly and work with places and have relationships with bookers mm-hmm. and stuff, I don't, I'm not going to give a recommendation unless I'm like, oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah. for sure. You don't want to fuck yourself over out of work. Well, because you have you because I also don't want to fuck everyone else I might recommend right. in the future because of you. Yeah, like there's a lot of people that I might see and be like, oh, they're really funny. Book mm-hmm. them on the show. I'm not gonna fuck them over to give you a shot when I don't think you're even close to exactly ready for that. So, so advice for new comics. I mean, I, I just um, and then I'll give the only thing I will do also is I'll give new new comics the only piece of advice that uh that I think matters when you first start which is how to build the first five I have good advice for that which is because you're going to do shitty shows no one's going to be listening you do you have put five minutes together time it out whatever it's all going to suck or mostly going to suck any laugh you get remember that joke got a laugh and now that's your first joke yeah, <laughs> and then then do another five minutes, and if that if there's another laugh, that's your second joke. That's the elbow. and then you keep doing that until you get five minutes, and that's when that's when you're like, all right, now do that until you're getting constant laughs with that, and I and I think that's good. That's the best way to build five minutes because I think that's very hard too. Is people are like, I want to be a stand up. How do I mm-hmm. how do I put five minutes together? That's how you do that. Yeah. And that requires being at shitty shows. Fuck yeah. So, I don't... I also, when you first start, you know, a lot of people bitch about, like, ah, you know, I'm just starting out, I can't get up anywhere, and the places I can suck. It's like, yeah, that's perfect Mm -hmm. for you. That's exactly what you want. You should do that more. (laughs) Do it. Can you get up in those places more? You should do do that. Pick a Chinese restaurant with a lot of mirrors and just fucking get to it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, speaking of... uh, places to uh you know do five minutes how's the salon oh yeah <laughs> yeah we were just talking about that actually uh uh so um it's good they're good um for our listeners who don't know mr cook works at a specific salon i don't know if you can divulge the name if it's a uh, business it's, yeah it's saint martin's it's uh in mount pleasant i actually just stopped working there actually oh just, get out yeah Congrats, um, I guess. 
Thank you. I mean, it's like a bittersweet thing. I, uh, you know, they're all my friends, and I, you know, they gave me uh, the opportunity to start doing comedy because I had that job, and it was a fucking sweet deal for mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. Um, and you know, like they're like I said, they're still my, they're still we're all very close, and um, but uh, it was there was a time to move on, and opportunities presented themselves, so. Good. I was, um, but I do miss, I already, it's been like a week and I'm already like, I miss being there. I miss seeing them. It's, uh, well, I guess I'll have to hit up the other guy that works there to get the ST3 from house guests. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I can, can help, you up, help you out with that. That'd be amazing. Well, so did you go all in comedy then or did you get a new gig to supplement stuff going on it's basically all in comedy i'm making all my money from at least comedy related activities so good for you that's pretty cool it's uh it was a real uh what does that consist of now so i mean your your shows you're booked on you're making a little money you're hosting some things weekly or a couple times a week what what else i'm doing more stuff for underground okay um i guess i don't i don't know if i can say or want to? Okay. <laughs> I don't know that I. I'm fine having that be under the radar. I don't okay. need the um, notoriety. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, doing more stuff for for that, and uh, so yeah, that's like uh, the full time gig these days. So uh, it's that's a pretty exciting moment. I mean, you know, I don't think that happens to a lot of people in D.C. where they can make all their money doing comedy stuff. That was the dream. Right. Um, so uh it's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. That's great. Um so uh so do you find it being like I mean I know it's your passion and all but is it turned it from a say a 40 or every night thing to like an 80 or 100 hour a week thing or not quite that intense? No, I mean um the the my nights are busier because I'm kind of running a lot mm-hmm. um, on any given night. Um, but I'm still able to do sets and stuff. There's just other stuff I have to do while I'm out and about. Um, and then my days, you know, the days are actually even better. I, it's kind of that's also part of the dream come true is like, you know, there's stuff I have to do during the day. None of it is like super time sensitive. None of it requires me being up early, which is great. And uh, and it's not, you know, it's certainly not a nine to five. It's certainly not. I don't have a a shit ton of stuff to get through. I got, you know, there's a few things I got to do every day. And um, and then I'm just left to my own devices. So I'm trying to uh, been writing with that time so far, Um, but I'm trying to fill days and and kind of clip days a little bit um cuz it's you know when you're just working from home it can get a little uh one note all you day you really <laughs> have to structure your t- I work from home yeah. so you really have to and write so all day for my day job and I just meet deadlines that's it but yeah, you have so to I'm like now, structure your time yeah so now I'm working on like okay what time's lunch what yeah. time uh you know I want to start uh you know, like going to a pool and swimming during the day a little totally. bit, and uh, get try to try to at least make a head nod towards health. Um, well, it's that that for me is super helpful with structuring my time is like workouts because that's yeah. like okay, 
yoga is at this time, which is usually like everybody yeah. Right else's now, my day hour. is basically built around when oh, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. Right, right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> right. It's not the healthiest way to live. I'm like, ah, oh, it's been an hour and a half. Let's go outside and right, smoke another cigarette. Right. Um, but uh, but it's great. It's really the best. Uh, you know, it's crazy to have a job that is perfect for you. <laughs> like yeah. it is. It's just this is how I would design to live for myself. That's awesome. I'm really good at. I like having the TV on. Mm-hmm. I like having background mm-hmm. stuff that I can kind of catch, and then I'll you know work, mm-hmm. and I'll do that for a while, and then I'll kind of like uh you know go grab a snack, mm-hmm. go back to work, mm-hmm. and I and I. I don't like having to start at a certain time. I feel you. Although I've been be- because it's just I just don't like being told I have to be someplace at a certain time. Right. If no one's telling me, I will actually be there earlier. <laughs> than right, right. I'm like waking up earlier than I ever did totally. having to get to work. <laughs> right. Because I'm like I I can do this. This is all on me. This is great. Right. Um and I I just I love the freedom to kind of do it how I want and when I want, and uh, so it's it's really it's really kind of a dream come true, and I and I didn't expect to get to this point as quickly as that happened. So um, it's a it's a good moment for me. I'm 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 pretty. I won't go so far as to say proud, but <laughs> proud. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I mean, I yeah. think a lot of artists in general, whether it be in comedy or acting or music or when they take jobs because in LA you see this a lot I used to live in LA and I started doing this like I started doing being a production assistant yeah and like carrying cables right and like having to learn camera stuff and getting people coffee and right. all that kind of stuff and I think a lot of people let ego get in the way of some yep. of those jobs but you learn so much more yeah about your craft which well is that's a so it's shitty, it's also good it's, thing to call it, but. it's also very interesting and I've gotten to learn a lot of important and interesting stuff about the business side of comedy. Right. That a lot of people don't learn until they're like, you know, in it that all of a right. sudden they're like, oh, this is oh shit. This is what it is. Um, right. So it's also that's both terrifying and calming because you're like, OK, this is how everyone is dealing with this. This is the life of every comic. That is working in the world. Right. It is okay. It's not as bad as it will seem, because now I'm on the I'm on the back end. I'm on the booking end, so mm-hmm. it's not that bad. It's uh, you know some people are annoying. Some people there's annoying stuff about it, but it's fine. But how <laughs> I'm I'm sure it's helping you learn how to market yourself better. I mean I'm horrible at that i i don't even post like big shows that i'm on i don't even like post that shit online like i'm just like i'm doing it i you know i don't know what yeah i'm not a guru at that myself i mean lena knows i do the ig for this thing i do the twitter but generally when my shows are popping off like i'm off facebook i've been off for a month i shipped this weekend just to talk about ozark yeah 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 but Oh, fucking Ozark's fantastic. We'll I haven't seen the second that. season, but I, the oh, first season was great. I just yeah. burned through it. It's fire. You're, yeah. you're going to love it. Um, But that said, um, yeah, that is something you must know how to do to be out there and to 
what the surge times are for posts and when right. they'll get received and you know every different medium and how to kind of like cross pollinate views and some people are so much better at it than than others i mean there's a part of me that which is a wrong which is a wrong thing to think mm-hmm. that like oh this isn't really it's sort of like off off brand to brand yeah yeah myself or something right i do kind of feel like that but i know that that's just me being lazy and stupid mm-hmm. um but uh, it is hard to, because I just like the fun of it, right? And that's like the main. It's I. I love being on stage. I love doing well. I hate doing Shitty. anything less than really well. Yeah. <laughs> like even like a good set bothers me. It's just I'm obsessed with it, and I don't. If I do well, I don't want to ruin it by being like, here, follow yeah. me on Twitter. I and if I do scene. badly, I don't want to be like, here, follow me on Twitter. I'm like, I sucked. I think that's sort of like an old school American Christian thing that's instilled yeah, it's in probably, a lot of us. Yeah. Of like humility and just not boasting and let the virtue be its own reward. Right, yeah, yeah. But, sorry, once fucking millions of dollars start coming into play, it just doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, and or being able to do this, you know, that's the other thing is like, when you, you know, I, I don't even think I'd think about, like, the money part of, like, oh, I got to do this so that one day I can retire off of the. I just, like, I just want to be able to do this f- for the rest of my life. So if if I'm not working actively to get longer-term bookings and, you know, stuff on the road and, you know, corporate gigs and all, you know you know all, everything that you have to do to like make a career out of this then i'm i'm just shorting the the end game i'm just not working towards what i want and so i'm trying to get better at that but that's really hard for me i i just don't i'm not good at it i don't i i suppose i mean i i don't know maybe that's a bad assumption too that some like some people are just naturally talented at it they, but it they seems absolutely that are. it no, seems they, that they way. absolutely are and i think i mean i'm not talented at it either but i've made i'm trying to make a much bigger effort at it now because in the past my career has suffered because i have less followers on sure social media than the person I'm auditioning against. Right. Which happens all the time. And I'm sure from a booking perspective, you know, if you've got someone who's got well, generally followers I'll, versus the not. Yeah. Generally, I'll say this about at least Underground and Hunt is uh, if you tell me how many fucking Instagram followers you have, I'm super less inclined to book you. <laughs> but agents, I'm assuming agents, agents tell you suck. that all the agents time. Agents are yeah. monsters. So right, yeah, probably. Are, but I'm assuming that's a big no, part agents of they... will push guys and they'll be like, he's got a million Instagram followers. Right, and you're like, well, go, have him do a set over Instagram because I bet he fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but uh, yeah, it's fu- that's the funniest part about it. Some of this stuff is like people send you tapes and you're like, what the fuck? What yeah. the fuck is that? You're sending that to a booker, dude? I've seen bad tapes. That is... Go- it's a bomb. You just sent me a bomb. Yeah. And the same thing, some people will send this thing and it'll be like, you know, two million Instagram followers and I'll like look at their Instagram and it's just retweeted other jokes. It's just like you're the fucking... You're, you're like the drudge report for jokes. You're like right, this... Right. Uh, 
a amalgam of other people. It's not you. You're not funny. Yeah. You have two million followers because you steal other people's shit and are now like verified on this. I'm like, that's ridiculous that you're you think that that's a credit, but okay. No, that's that's affirmative. And on that note, let's talk about some real shit going down this week at the fucking DC Draft House. Yeah. Certifiable kick-ass shows this Thursday night, the 6th at 8 p.m. We are going to have the three guys on live uh, podcast slash show. That's Um, cool. You know, Randolph, Terrence, Andy Klein. I will be there. Uh, Haywood Turnip C. Jr., Frankie French, Dominic Rivera, and that is all the names I have for right now. But it's a great show. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic, and we'll talk some shit, and we'll joke about some shit we talked, and talk some more shit on stage. That I sounds guess. great, man. Yeah, that's that's that night. Then uh, Friday and Saturday night, seven and nine p.m. Uh, we have Michael Ian Black here. Yep. Um, you guys got to know him from the Jim Gaffigan show. Many other fantastic credits. Um, so 7 and 9 o'clock, that is on the 7th and 8th. So come through. And if you friend us on CounterCurrents DC, our Facebook page, our Twitter, or our Instagram, you get put in the running for a chance to win free tickets. We're going to give out a few pairs to Michael Ian Black. And if you don't win, you can unfriend us and then friend us again for next week's episode and, you know, try to be in the running for the next uh, batch of free tickets. So, Are your friends yeah. just all like there's 100 on and then 100 off and then 100 Yeah, on. pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a good yeah. that's a good system. Yeah. <clears throat> for now. Um Michael Ian Black will be thing. interesting this weekend. He's just in the times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, hell, let's talk about it. So his thing was basically like he thought CK should be able to come back at some point in time. Didn't say he really knew when. Um, but I think the question, how long was too long? Do you have any thoughts on this? I don't have that. The, I share? am of the, I guess I'm of the camp of, um, <clears throat> you know, he was, he still is. Admittedly, one of my all-time favorite comics. Um, I think based on what he did and admitted to, I mean, this isn't one of those, like, allegedly. It's like he said he did it. So this all this all happened, 100%. And uh, I am of the camp that thinks that if he can come back, he has to come back through that. And I, the only thing I was a little, like... Uh, bummed about was you're not going to talk about it at all you were the fucking headline of the new york times dude like you were a banner headline on the new york times there was a whole long well-written piece about you that was the world news uh and you're gonna come back and talk about like waitresses tips i don't know i don't know that that's and I don't because I also think it's this was my point the whole time. If he figures out how to come back and I suppose if I'm being honest, I hope he does. I know that that people will not like that, I suppose, to some degree. But that's just honestly what I hope. But to do that, I think you have to 
make your the situation that happened to you and your the fallout from it and your thinking about it and and everything you have to make that part of your act um you know like prior did it prior came back after he you know beat the shit out of his wife and set himself on fire and ran naked down the street and and just talked about it and i don't think anyone would condone what prior did but he made it part of his act and he dealt with it honestly and openly and i think that's an interesting uh thing about this particular uh form is that you you are delving into the worst parts about yourself which is something louis always portended to do and turns out he wasn't doing which i did feel somewhat betrayed by i did feel like when this all came out the whole, his whole shtick was I seem that bad, but I'm not. And it turns out the whole time, oh, you were worse. You were worse than even the person you were pretending to not be on stage. So, I don't know. And uh, I'm not even sure. Like, you know, he did 15 minutes at the fucking cellar, which is cool. I'm, you know, I bet that was a very interesting thing to see. I'm not sure he's back. You know, he went to a club that that he has done great business for. He has made famous, sir, than it was. Um, that they, they have a great relationship and did 15 minutes about not this stuff. I don't know that that means he's back. I think he just did 15 minutes. If he tries to, like, sell shit to HBO and Netflix and stuff, I think he's going to run up against this problem of, dude, I don't. I don't want to put out an hour of you just talking about how it's weird that your shits are getting softer as you get softer or whatever he would talk about. Like, I just think that I don't think he's going to get a deal for that right now. But, um, but I, I did, I also respect people's varying opinions about this. Cause I do think I will always like the instinct in humanity that is, that allows for second chances and I also do very much respect, and uh, you have to give credit to the opinion that, no, you got to do fucking penance for your crimes. And it's like, you know, even Louis put out a special once every year. He was only gone for 10 months. I wouldn't have yeah, noticed. He basically got, he I'm not in New York. Leave. Yeah, like he just took a vacation. Yeah. Like, I don't know that, like, and I, here's the thing. Because none of this shit is being adjudicated, it's social punishment. And we're not giving out like no one's like, oh, we sentence you to two and a half years banishment from society. Like no one's saying what the punishment is, which does make it tricky when you're being punished and you're like, am I am I out of jail now? Can I go? Am I still? Yeah. Am I still in time out? But I do think it's like, you know, unless you live in New York and you see Louis drop in or go to one of his tour dates you wouldn't have noticed he was gone for another two months until he didn't put out a, another special. So that does that that doesn't seem like a long time to me. But uh, well, that's the part of it that makes me really sad and upset from a female perspective is that just he has gotten no consequences for his actions at all, and what he did is completely not okay. And the fact that 
I mean, the Comedy Cellar isn't some little club. And, like, that's a spot that could be going to a woman. And, by the way, those women that came out in the New York Times and said what he did, which he did do, have faced way greater consequences than he has. Because everywhere they go, it's like, oh, that's the Louis C.K. accuser. That's the Louis C.K. accuser. And bookers are like, ooh, you know, yikes. And they have faced huge career damning things that probably will never go away. Whereas in his case... He's totally fine. And I thought, I knew he was always going to come back because unfortunately that's just how the system works. And I mean, it could just go, I have certain feelings about the Me Too movement. Like I don't think a hashtag is going to change something that goes so deeply. I mean, it's, we have to do a lot more. Well, I think it is changing it, but I don't think it's all, that's not going to solve the problem. It's not enough. And I mean, it's a much bigger fight than that, right? And the fact that he has faced no legal consequences at all and, okay, he got one special pulled from Netflix, but the comedy seller letting him on is just the first step. And then if the comedy Well, I don't know that he it, did anything that was illegal. Well, that's, that's, I think that's part of what's fucked up. I mean, the guy literally took his dick out in professional situations. Like, he was on a professional phone call and took his dick out and was masturbating with somebody when they were talking about business. Like, that's not okay. That should be illegal. That's, yeah, I, that's tricky. <laughs> I don't know how you make that illegal. <laughs> What did the police show up and hope to catch you on the phone with the dick? I mean, out? It's, yeah, I mean, it's it is a form of sexual abuse. Like the point is, is like there's a lot of gray. Sure, I'm not listen. I'm general. not defending what he did. I'm it is, but I, I I don't know that any of it was illegal. I mean, granted, I I didn't study up on the cases, but I do feel bad for the women that came forward, and that's constantly underreported. Although. One element of being from a very big family, which I am, is that you do realize that, dude, when you do damage, the damage is done. You you can't make up for that. Like, you just, you know, you you make some comment to a younger brother and it sticks with him for the rest of his life. And you can't unsay it and it, you can't, there's nothing you can do to, it doesn't go away. You can't make a thing that happened not happen. It'll never be enough. So... The nature of second chances being what they are, yeah, you fuck somebody over, and that will always be the case. And there's no way Louis can't make those women Louis. He can't give them his career. That's not how that works. You, there's no if he gave him every penny he ever made, it wouldn't make because they're still. They, I don't know. Maybe they would have been famous. Maybe they would have been. So, you know, who knows? But he can't make them famous. No, but the fact is, systematically, it's so much harder for a woman sure. to have Louis's career than Abs- it is for him. Absolutely. I'm so not. The fact that's that he's true. Able, like, no woman could do what he's doing. And that's the problem. That's with, totally that's true. That's the problem with that's the totally system true. itself. Yes. Like, the problem to me isn't so much Louis himself. It's the system and the fact that he didn't even get a year off. Right. I mean, I, I agree. I don't, you know, I don't like, think this is necessarily like very good uh at all i and i i do feel i mean i also don't want to like infantilize these women and be like oh, i feel so bad for you because you're you know like life sucks and i hope that you're able to like come back from this and make a career for yourself and not have this hang i hope that you're able to not be oh you're one of the louis accusers for the rest of your life, because that would suck, and I am yeah, sure but there's, that's what they're facing. Sure, and I get, it, and I get that, and I and, problem, and, and I don't, and I don't well. think Louis has done or said any. Like I get, like again, if he came out and addressed it, and and 
at least used the moment that he was in to make a very articulate, funny, hopefully, and moving statement about this stuff, that would, I think, be a benefit. You would go, oh, well, at least people will listen to this and, and maybe the, he will he will help change minds about this behavior. Like, at least that's possibly a positive. I don't know. But the fact that he just moved on, that, that really was, I felt kind of shitty. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like he, he lost a lot. I mean, I know he lost a bunch of deals. Um, yeah, that but he he's had. financially fine. I mean, personally, it's like, I feel like a woman gets more, I mean, her career goes more backwards and taking that much time off to have a baby yes. than Louis did just like by taking his dick out. You know no, what I mean? No, that's totally true. Yeah, I mean, my feeling on this, and I've tried to analyze this 15 different ways, but I was talking with the dudes at Three Guys On yesterday on the podcast. I mean, ultimately, my first instinct was like, nine months, dog. Like, that's not fucking sufficient. And then Randolph said, well, what's the timeline? You know, when I said, you know, I don't know the answer to that question. Now, Michael Vick did two or three years away and you know for dog killing and he had to like become a lifetime member of PETA pay all these goddamn fines and everything but you know sure it's not necessarily the same crime and I don't know what went down now he admitted to what he did and he has some sick proclivity and it can't just be excused it demands rehabilitation at very least in terms of restitution what would be an adequate thing i think that the victims have to have the most say in that now i've not heard them say oh they need to be banned he needs to be banished like forever i hear more of that from people on twitter who may have had a history of abuse or they just have their axe to grind whatever reason but they're just saying goodbye forever i never thought that was gonna happen nor do i think it should um see i'm still not convinced he will he will come back i don't think this was a comeback I don't think this is no, the start of something. This was a drop in. And I do think that it was very But most of the coverage about this has been like, dude, fucking nine months. Yeah. Like that the coverage has not been because uh, ironically, uh Maddie and I had been talking about this like the night it happened. Oh, Brandon? Uh yeah, yeah. Okay. And um I was saying like I don't know that he'll ever be able to come back and she was like, Oh yeah, he will and my roommate John was like, Oh yeah, he will and I was like, I don't know. And then this happened, and she was like, told you. And I was like, uh, let's see what the reaction is from everybody. And the reaction has been pretty much uh, across the board. Did you read a Parna's piece in the Times? I, I didn't read her Time piece. I just read it was her very tweet good about it. And yeah. Very good and super compelling and right. And I, don't, I think this was a step back. I think he is further away because he did this 15 minutes from coming back than he is closer to coming back. And I don't know that anybody said this And I yet. mean coming back like he was always able to be a comedian. Right. He can go he do, do his digital stuff and have people vote with their wallet. Well, he'll, there's a ton of clubs across the country. Yeah, people come and right. buy tickets or not. And he'd run out But will he come box. back to being Lou, like will he ever be able to the be Louis C.K., the king no. of no, the, the king of comedy? Everywhere. I don't think so. I don't so. think so. No, that de- that ship is And I don't done. think his act will ever be as impressively high-minded as it once was because he's got this and apparently he's not going to talk about it or can't or yeah, whatever, but this this is too much to, you know, you can't do like I'm just telling you how it is 
when you're yeah, not telling me how it is necessarily how it went down. No, exactly. so I mean, I'm not. I just I'm. I I think. Uh, I don't think this proves that he's like, oh, he's going to get the the pass or whatever. I mean, no, no. You know, I do know that. Yeah, men get the pass a lot. <laughs> a yeah. lot. I mean, and so I'm not. I will say this: I felt like Aji Argento and that whole thing might have triggered a green light in his head to be like, oh, see, now people are finally like shitting all over the Me Too movement. So this might be an opportune time to. Make it drop, and no one said that yet. I'm kind of surprised. It does feel like his I don't thinking, think I'm a genius which no one has like, really talked about. But I does, f- from what, from as much as I've thought about it, trying to put myself in his mind, I, I think he was more like, oh, it seems like the mob has dispersed a little bit. Yeah, Maybe yeah, I'll go yeah. out for eggs, right? And it's like, no, I don't think it has dispersed. I think it's weird that you're just sitting at your window going, have they left yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, you, you, I didn't put the words in your mouth. Louis said he was going to take a long time to listen and really come to terms with stuff. And I was interested to see that Louis. Right. I was interested when he put that out because everyone else, by the way, and I think Louis deserves credit for this. Everyone else who has been accused has, you know, gaslit all of these women. So, oh, no, 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 they're crazy. They're liars. That's not what happened. He was mm. like, nope, y- you're right. And granted, he that was years after gaslighting women. Mm-hmm. But he did admit to it in the end. And I think not a lot of credit is due for that. But some, it's different than everyone else. Yeah, it is different and than he others. Said, and he set the standards for what he was going to do. He was going to step back. He was going to take a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't if somebody not said a long time, if somebody said I'm not going to go back to Italy for a long time, and they were back nine months later, I would be like, "You're a rich fucking piece of shit." That's yeah. a long time for well, you. I was, I would say this. I was very, in a way, disappointed with the comedy seller staff to just say, "Oh yeah, a drop in." Like he's got to be announced from now on out. I mean, if, I'm not saying yeah. he needs to be on a sex offender registry necessarily, but fucking. If he's going to come back, that's for the law to decide, but if he's coming back comedically, people got to know, hey, guess who's going to be in the building? You know what I mean? still think, I mean, just knowing how comedy works, I, I again, people are like, people keep saying, oh, he came back. I'm like, he has not done a room where someone knows he's going to be there and then heckles him. Dude, that's the worst fucking heckle in the world. Yeah. Anytime, he, he, the second he starts, you're like, hey, you took your dick out in front of women. Yeah. Like, uh, good luck dealing with that. It's the same problem that, not the same, I don't, uh, it's not the same problem Cosby had, but when Cosby tried to do that fucked up tour thing. Yeah, yeah, after. During, in the middle of his multiple trials, um, you know, people would just yell out, you know, you rape women. And like that's that's why those things stopped is because he couldn't get through a fucking show. Without someone saying the worst thing that you can yell at someone in the middle of a show. And right. Louis going to have that problem, and I don't know that he's going to be able to handle it. I don't think it'll be good for him if someone says that and he makes some joke that minimizes it. Because then it's like, dude, you didn't fucking learn anything. Yeah, well, I've, I've also been super curious and trying to read. And I haven't. Maybe you guys know. I haven't been able to find out like who were the other comics that were on that show. Because I don't know what it feels like if there was a woman on that show. Like, how does it feel as a woman comic to come and be like, oh, you know, 
Sorry, you're going to have to wait a spot because Louis C.K. is going in front of you. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really curious. Like, I've just been really curious about who are the other comics on that show because, like, what does that feel like? What do you do? Because they weren't prepared for it. That is interesting. You know? I mean, uh, you know, when uh, and it's been interesting to see the comics that have come forward and said one way or the other, like, you know, I support him coming back and I, or I don't. Um, um, and then, you know, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm sort of – I think there's value – if he can figure out a way to address this and come back, I think that he he has a valuable um, voice. Um, but you have to do that, and you have to do it satisfactorily. And I'm not just like, oh, you know. And also, I don't like the uh, my I don't like the social punishment. I mean, that's the thing. That was the difference I was going to say about Michael Vick. Is like he got two years. And a bunch of community service and did that. And then you go, well, now that was the punishment for the crime. And now you now you we uh, let's see if you are you can come back. And he and he did. And I think he got the punishment he deserved for a real fucked up thing and did all the shit he had to do and came back and deserved a second chance. Well, this I don't is the think the problem with this issue is that there aren't enough clear consequences. And he well, I think really we're, we're I think we're currently other than like articles being written about him. Right. Well, you know, but that I, I wouldn't want one of those articles written about me. So let me just, you know, as a point, uh, so that does suck. But yeah, I don't think he, he's not nine months is hardly a punishment. No. Um, And especially with the, you know, again, the punishment has to meet the crime or has to has to match crime and i think that to some degree there's some social loss that he'll never recover from this i mean this will always be part of his story same same in in a similar way that he is always part of those this the story of those women there is he's got this huge asterisk next to his name for the rest of his life um, right, but if he comes back, I don't see the value in that. I just see that being like, oh, well, then I see a lot of comics looking at that and being like, wow, well, I can kind of do fucked up stuff to women. But if I'm as funny as Louis C.K., I can come back. Like, that's not okay. That is true, but who the fuck is as funny as Louis C.K.? I mean, Chappelle could watch C.K. and be like, oh, man, maybe I could take my dick out in front of women. But I don't think Chappelle's going to do that. But it doesn't matter whether or not someone's funny or not. It's how how funny they think they are. And we all know there are people that think they're that funny. And it just makes it more okay to do I mean, let me say that. If Paulie Shore got caught doing this, he'd never never come back. (laughs) Like, I do think it somewhat matters that it's Louis and not some fucking loser who's like, half kind of okay see i think you put a little bit too much weight on that i sadly i think like it doesn't matter i feel like it's too easy to come back from this kind of stuff in general i don't know i think it does i think like any random guy who beat his wife and smoked crack and set himself on fire i'm not sure i would like to listen to them talk about it but richard Pryor, i did i don't know it's just like some some perspectives and minds are better than others i they're just, they are more yeah, interesting. Yeah, but minds aren't better because they do terrible things to people and you know about it and then are publicly... No, I, of, of course not. That's not know. what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, that's why this is of interest to people. It's not It's not just because he's a comic No, it's just because he, he's a celebrity. In general, it's all... And same, same with Harvey Weinstein. It's because he's a powerful but celebrity. The, but, he, but Louis and Harvey and, like, Kevin Spacey, they were all tipped 
top tier guys. These were all that's what they all have in common. And when you're dealing with like Harvey's not getting another chance. Kevin Spacey's not getting another chance because they committed fucking felonies. And they're probably both going to go to jail for a good long time. And there's no coming back from that. Uh, Louis didn't commit felonies. He committed social crimes against women. And there should be a punishment for that. But we're in, I think, the period where we are determining what that is. And it's tricky for everybody. I mean, that's why, like, all, you know. Yes, there's a lot of gray in this, and there's a lot of... Because and there's a lot of thinking about it, which I yes. think people should be encouraged to do. They yeah. should think, like, what is fair? Right. I mean, I take Andrew's point that if these weren't the top guys in all their respective professions, say it was just, you know, like... Andrew, let's just say. Sure. No, I, <laughs> sure. Let's just say, I say Jimmy from the fucking Mr. Wash, you know, working the squeegee for seven bucks an hour. Now, with the new climate, you know, it is possible five women from back in the day, say he's from like Youngstown, Ohio, and they say, oh, yeah, he used to like to take us and jerk off in front of whatever. He's going to get the sledgehammer a lot quicker than oh, there's a ton of people Louis CK or there's some a ton of people even not in just power but yeah. real big competence you know it's the same reason like somebody you know say um some drug lord or whatever they need them or a gun runner or something to like right the governments need them and so they'll say hey it doesn't matter he commits a whole bunch of fucking murderous evil crimes we yeah, well, I've been watching some Ozark, yeah. some Miami Vice, but no, but this happens. I mean, th- no, but it's like say, uh, it's like, but people commit, like Martha Stewart, right? Committed insider trading. She exactly. got caught. She went to jail. Yeah, and I don't give a shit. I don't think she's a bad person. I think she did a thing she shouldn't have done, and she was punished. And I, you know, she's an adorable woman. Right. Um, but there are different levels of that, and it depends on how. If you Martin Scarelli, right, with his insider trading, fucking rot, yeah. buddy. I don't. I gouge people for AIDS drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. just different levels of stuff, and it's the same thing though that, and it depends on what you're bringing. Scarelli used any money and power he had to be an awful human being, mm. and Martha Stewart taught me how to make the perfect juicy turkey. Yeah. So uh, she has more value for and is deserves some level of like. Oh, well, is there a way she can make amends right. than fucking Scarelli? And I, I would say that it is weird because what you're saying is, or what I'm saying is, the perspective that made Louis great, truly great at this, is still compelling to me. I like If I go back and listen to old Louis bits, I'm still like, that's so fucking good. That's so smart and so thought out. And if he's able to take this... And like truly learn and truly understand what he did and and possibly why he did it and works towards making amends. I think he could be a very valuable voice. I don't think that's the signs I'm getting right now. And so I'm kind of bummed out. But like like we said, it does right. matter that he is a top tier guy because right. there are people even in the D.C. scene who mm-hmm. people do not work with because nope. they have you like, wow. They're not funny enough to me take a risk of putting them around mm-hmm. people that I care about and right. other working comics who have no history of some of this shit. Sure. 
I'm just hard pass. Yeah. And sometimes they get back into small circles or mm-hmm. some clubs, but there I know of a, a handful of people that are just like, nah, I'm not working with you, dude. Right. Because what the f- why? Yeah. You know, you're not you're not nearly funny enough for me to even contemplate this being uh, like, ah, oh, shit, did he. Was it just a bad night? Yeah, no. There years been ago, or in DC, where people get ousted, and because they're not maybe the most funny or well received, they get banished from places. Yeah, but that's uh, and it, all I'm it, saying it, is wait, that's... wait, wait, and they do the work to rehabilitate, and then they're still not let back. Sure, in. shit like that, and that you know, a lot of people because nobody's had this discussion. This is a nascent discussion of ethics and what the right rules need to be and everything like that. It's fucking messy. I mean, we're in a kind of weird turmoil all around the country. But I think and it's in, mostly in good. I think it's mostly good that uh, people are talking about it and we're figuring it out. And I think in the future, this stuff will be more or at least more understandable, like what the expectation is for these offenses and hopefully the offenses become less and less. I mean, I don't want to just figure out a good punishment scheme for the same level of right. But shit. Still, but, the like, fa- but the fact of the matter is, like, there's still there are people in the DC scene that I've heard about from women in the DC scene that have done things towards women that are really not okay that are still working all the time because people are too afraid to say stuff or women aren't believed. Like that's just a mat. That's just a real factor. That's like not just in our scene, but in every scene around the yeah. country in every business. Right, like, that's just true it's just everywhere. Like, like, like this whole thing is just a big example of a systematic problem that goes from like you know the Harvey Weinstein's and Louis C.K.'s like down to someone that everybody knows. Yeah, which I think is like the essential problem and what this conversation is all about. No, and I, again, I think we're just we're just working on it. Some harder than others. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's great. I mean, you know, all of the coverage this weekend about it has been. Illuminating. I again. I'm just gonna one more time show to read Aparna's uh, mm-hmm. piece in the Times. I thought it was very good. Um, and uh, and and there was another uh, piece, uh, ironically, about uh, some of the stuff that was said by other comics that in, that includes Mike Lee and Black. And I, you know, again, I'm trying to, you know, I'm not a piece at any price kind of guy, but with some of these issues where I don't, you know, I don't have like a like, I have a part of me that's just like, dude, fuck you, man. Fuck mm-hmm. you for doing that. Yeah. Fuck you for lying about it. Fuck you for making them have to, like, get a whole investigative team from the Times to come together to c- catch you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. And there's also part of me that, like, loved this guy. Mm-hmm. And it is just when you're in that kind of situation where you're, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to be open-minded and listen uh, ironically, probably better than Louis is, and and uh, yeah, no, it's it's like it's like I, being I, a good boy all through elementary school, and then finding out that Jesus hung out with prostitutes. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I should have fucking no, it was a lot it out and beat off a little. It more, was a lot like uh, it was, you know, when the, when the whole thing happened, I did. There was like a very, it was like finding out that your dad was like cheating on your mom. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and that's still kind of how I feel and and the same way like I don't know that you have done enough to make me feel like you get why that was fucked, fucked up. up right and uh and and I think that's different you know because the responses from some people have been like oh you know doesn't he deserve 
to make a living and to be able to to speak. And I'm like, he's set. I'm like, yeah, first of all, you're not. <laughs> no one is denying you like you're not starving to death. Um, if it was the Mr. Wash guy. That'd be different. Sure. No, but <laughs> to that point, I think that you that that point is sort of un uh, or irrelevant to the conversation because the real conversation is about what have you done to show that you have or contrite learned and 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 has er, have earned people's and you've respect come to back. believe why this is bad and why you won't do it again yeah no one is saying operate on a different trajectory from now on and, and, and it can't be so it just looks like it's optics in a show for everybody to go because like, i okay. sort of like the point they bring up is like a point that i do agree like i agree that someone who made a mistake and knows what they did was wrong and has shown contrition and has tried to mm-hmm. become a better person and make the amends they can. I do think those people deserve a second chance, yeah. but on those conditions only. Right. Not just, oh, you just wait a while and then you get another chance. Yeah, no, I backed up somebody on the scene that I won't say, but that, you know, did what I thought was their time and changed and you know, became a much better person at everything and that was fine with me now that doesn't mean it's going to be fine with everybody and it also doesn't mean that there's other people out there that'll say well Peter Steele's a piece of shit forever you know believing in rehabilitating somebody but I don't give a fuck that's who I am that's what I think is real um yeah I mean I think uh, uh I think rehabilitation is possible I think it's rare um, which people should remember. I mean, it's just more people well, are recidivists on... than they are rehabilitated. Right. Um, so that should always be taken into account. But I do want to give people a second chance, but you have to earn it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just you, you don't just wait a while and then you get your second chance card. Mm-hmm. You have to earn it. And I don't I don't know anything. Now, again, here, let me also say this. I don't know anything about what Louis has been doing for the last nine months. Mm-mm. Nobody does. It could turn out, which would surprise me, but it could turn out that he's spent the last nine months, you know, working the night shift at a women's shelter and that he built with his own money and, you know, <laughs> like... Oh, I think we'd have heard about that. I, I agree. But, uh, but you know, assuming that he spent the last nine months just chilling at his multi-million dollar Manhattan apartment... I don't think he's done enough to earn a second chance. I don't right. think waiting nine months uh, means you earned it. And I certainly don't think that you should come back expecting that you get the second chance and not even talk about how it is your second chance. Mm-hmm. To just mm-hmm. talk about random fucking stupid shit is, I think, uh, unfair uh, to everybody involved. Right. So. Right. Absolutely. And but since what the like, fuck do I know? <laughs> and since you know we like to end things on a light note, I will say uh, that most recently a guy from the uh, Cleveland Browns was caught for insider trading, an NFL player, and I actually thought that was rather refreshing. Yeah, you don't hear about that too much. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, my no, God. No, it's true. Uh, between dog fighting, throwing your woman on a bed with automatic weapons, and yeah, you know, uh, it's been a long time since there was such a nice story coming yeah, out of the NFL. Yeah, this guy <laughs> has some, uh, you know, 
vision. He should be the fucking commissioner. <laughs> yeah. I think he should be for the front office. Yeah. I do. Seems like he's got front office qualities, that guy. <laughs> he's got everything it takes to but be the owner of a team. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. Our pleasure. And um, where can they get at you on social media? Uh, you can find me, Andrew underscore Cook underscore DC at Instagram. And uh, Facebook, I still, you know, I still like a good Facebook friend request. So just Andrew Cook, I'm, I'm the one in a pink octopus hat, under portrait of Eleanor Roosevelt at the White House. <laughs> Perfect. And what shows do you have coming up that people can come see you? Um, do I have anything big on the horizon? Um, I don't think. Uh, it's such a bummer because this <laughs> this past like two weeks were my big. Uh, I had a bunch of shows, but um. I think just, you know, come by Big Hunt. Um I uh I think I was I gotta talk to Andy and Randolph about a weekend at uh Arlington soon, so maybe keep an eye out for that. But uh um yeah. Come come by swing by Big Hunt and catch uh, I'm doing a bunch of new stuff, so Fuck yeah. Yeah. We're all looking forward to it. Well, this concludes our episode. Thanks once again to Andrew Cook. I'm your host, one host, Petey Steele. I'm your other one host, Elena Torres. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks, Andrew, for spending the time with us. Thank you. Thank you.